Welcome to Victory GP. We're excited you've joined us, and we hope you're impacted and inspired by today's message. Everybody say suddenly. Say my suddenly is coming. Amen. But what a suddenly is to God, it can be very different what a suddenly can be to us. Has anybody noticed that? God's suddenlies are very different than our suddenlies. In 2 Peter 3, it says, But do not forget this one thing, dear friends. With the Lord, a day is like a thousand years. And a thousand years is like one day to God. It's peanuts. It's a drop in the bucket. The Lord is not slow in keeping His promise, as some understand slowness. Do you know that many people will actually give up because they feel that God is too slow? Even His coming. Do you know the early disciples, they thought Jesus was, or that the coming of Jesus, the second coming, was going to happen in their time. When I first got saved, I remember groups that were selling their homes. Peter, you remember, selling their homes, selling their everything, getting in white robes and going to the top of mountains because Jesus was coming. Remember that book that was written in 1988? A hundred and some odd thousand reasons why Jesus is coming in 1988. Well, he didn't come. But this, even the more foolish thing, the guy wrote another book about Jesus coming again and everybody bought that book too. <laughs> the guy made a fortune off stupidity. But you know, there's a lot of people right now that are in that place, that season that we've just been through. And God doesn't want us to lose heart for us suddenly from Him. In your finances, in your marriage, in your children. Some of us have wayward children, wayward grandchildren. But God is about to do us suddenly. And He's looking not for our doubt, our fear, and our unbelief, but He's looking for a people that will trust Him right to the dead end. Amen? Amen? And then he will move. 1 Peter 5, 6 in the Passion Translation. If you bow low in God's awesome presence, he will eventually exalt you as you leave the timing in his hands. As you leave the timing in his hands. Due time. The time between the promise and the fulfillment. And sometimes we ask, God, where are you? We can go to the book of Psalms and see that with David. David asked the question, where are you, God? And you know, we'll always, all of us will go through times like that. Amen. Todd's a, a walking miracle. He died. He was on the ground dead. And he was resurrected and he's sitting here today in our service praising God. A suddenly came to him. Is anybody glad for that? I think you are, Sherry. Amen. That you've got your husband back. We've had two other resurrections in the last couple of weeks. Martin down at Os Negros in, uh, near Ensenada, Mexico. Uh, he runs a, a rehab center there that we support. He was out working in, in the fields there and it was 41 degrees and he fell over with a heat stroke and died. And they prayed for him and he was resurrected. There was another woman that was resurrected in Sylvan Lake a couple of weeks ago that was mentioned. People are being resurrected from the dead right now all over the place. Amen. God is moving suddenly, but he's looking for a people that will believe him for the suddenlies. Amen. Don't lose heart. And so he's right here. When you ask, where is God? He's right here. He's right here. He's right in our face. He's in our breath. 
He says in Hebrews 11.5, be there. He says, I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. Why would God say that and not keep that promise to us? Amen? You know, I, I read an example of a mother this week about that she was in the kitchen and she had just uh, changed the diaper of the baby and the baby was in its crib and the baby was fine. But she was in the kitchen preparing the bottle. And the baby started to cry and, and scream out in the living room. But did the mother rush back into the living room? She already knew the baby was fine. And she left the baby long enough so that she could compose herself and get the bottle ready for her. And then she just decided to go into the room and feed the baby. Do you know many of us are like that? God has taken care of us. Our diaper has been changed. At least Derek's diaper was. And... The diaper was changed, and we know that everything's okay. God knows that everything's okay. You're, you're not going to die. You're going to live. And he's in the other room just getting ready the portion for you, and he's coming. He said, I'm coming. I'm coming soon. Even though a day's like a thousand years, I'm coming soon. Don't get discouraged. Don't turn back. Keep your confidence. Amen? Because I'm God. You can trust me completely. I've always said this, the short end of the stick is never God's. It's always ours. Always ours. 100% of the time. God is always on time. Amen? Even though you think he might not be. He's always good and he's always on time. Always good and always on time. Now that's challenging because we've been through many things. But it doesn't change the goodness of God. Can you imagine the Christians who are praying in Afghanistan this morning or Haiti or other nations of the world and understanding that God is good in spite of everything that's happening there. Amen? That God is good and that God is always on time. Job 13, 15. Though you slay me, Job said, yet I will trust you. Wow. Job had a revelation that no matter what, God was going to come through. And my question to each one of us here this morning, do you have that same revelation that God is going to come through no matter what on your behalf? It's important that we do. And there's times we want to scream. We want to shout. And sometimes we do. But it doesn't change the fact that God is always on time. Job 23.10, he says, But he knows the way that I take when he, God, has tested me. I shall come forth as what? Gold. I will come forth as gold. Do you know what God sees in each one of us here today? He sees gold. He sees gold in you, Brian. And he is committed to every one of us in this room to mine the gold in our lives and to bring it forth in the season and time that he's put us on this earth. Amen? God's a miner. And Jesus on the cross, remember what he said. He said, why have you forsaken me, Father? And then almost in the next breath, he said, into thy hands I commit my spirit. Why have you forsaken me, Father? Yet 
I commit my spirit into your hands. And he died. He laid down his life. He wasn't, they didn't kill him. He laid his life down in total trust that his father was there on the other side, that God's plan was there. Amen. I want you to turn to Matthew chapter 14. And there's a verse there that, a few verses there, verses 14 to 21. Matthew chapter 14. I hear the pages are moving with all this electronic stuff nowadays, huh? I still use my paper Bible. Oh, I like my Bible. Oh, yeah. It's great. Some guys are, oh, look at me funny. This new generation, I tell you. Okay, uh, Matthew 14, 14. And when Jesus went out, he saw a great multitude and he moved with compassion for them and healed their sick. When it was evening, his disciples came to him saying, this is a deserted place and the hour is already late. Send the multitudes away that they may go into the villages and buy themselves food. So that was the solution the disciples had for all the hungry people. Just send them away. Jesus would have nothing to do with it. And Jesus said to them, they do not need to go away. You give them something to eat. Now, I can just see the look on the disciples' faces about that time. You give them something to eat. How are you going to feed all those people? Jesus wouldn't have asked the question if it wasn't possible. Amen? I could just see them shaking in their boots. Jesus asked them to feed all these people. Well, here it goes on. And they said to him, we have only five loaves and two fishes. And they'd stolen that from a little boy. And they said to him, we have he said, bring them to here to me. And then he commanded the multitude to sit down on the grass. And I want you to underline that in your Bibles. I've said this a few times, but do you notice that Jesus didn't ask them to sit in the dirt? He asked them to sit in the grass. I like that about Jesus. He never puts you in the dirt. And then it goes on to say, and he took the five loaves and the two fishes and looking up into heaven, he blessed and broke and gave the loaves to the disciples, and the disciples gave to the multitudes. So they all ate and were filled, and they took up 12 baskets full of the fragrance that remained. There was food in abundance left over, 12 basketfuls, one for each disciple. And verse 21, now those who had eaten were about 5,000 men besides the women and the children. So maybe about 15,000 people were all fed that day. Amen. So there's a progression here. I want you to see the process that God is taking us through. First of all, Jesus took it. Secondly, Jesus blessed it. Thirdly, Jesus broke it. And fourthly, Jesus gave it. And there's a process in this story that is going on in each and every one of our lives every day. And it actually locates each and every one of us where we're walking with the Lord right now. So God is the God of the process. He does everything decently and in order. Amen? And God of the journey, not the microwave God like us. But have you noticed that God is more like a slow cooker? Amen? Our microwave just broke down. Amen? Maybe it's because we're using it too much. But you know, we've lived without a microwave now for what? Two months? Isn't that great? 
And we actually, yeah, we're actually surviving. Two months without a, a, a goofy a microwave. But that's often the way we are. We just want everything instantly. And yet God is the slow cooker. Drives us crazy, doesn't it? Where are you, God? Why aren't you doing something? Amen. And often we think that even though we may not say it. Our quickly and suddenly are very different from God's. And the due time, the time and space from when the prophetic word is given to when it is fulfilled. Amen. It's very critical. Many people have succumbed to prophetic fatigue and disappointment in this hour. And I want to speak into that. Prophetic fatigue and disappointment. I've got all these prophetic words written about my life, dreams that I've had, and I don't see the fulfillment of them. And God wants to minister to that this morning in each and every one of us. Because what's coming is so great that we have to be ready for it. Amen? And I really appreciate Pastor Charlotte's preaching on this subject and preparing the church for what's coming. A lot of people won't be ready for it. But this church will be. Amen? Do you notice that Joseph went from the pit, went to the pit before he went to the palace? Amen? And the promise that was given him was to be fulfilled. But the way that it was going to be fulfilled may not have been the way that Joseph thought it could or should have been. He gets thrown in a pit. He gets thrown in prison. He gets mistreated. He gets lied about. He gets demeaned. And yet he keeps his heart right through the whole thing. An incredible story of an incredible person that God wanted to use mightily to transform a nation and the nations of the world. Do you know that God has put nations... When I look up at that flag on that screen today, God's put nations in our hearts, people. Psalms 2.8 says, Ask of me and I'll give you nations. And the heathen is an inheritance. What are we asking God for? Are we asking for something that we can't supply ourselves? Amen? Are we believing God for something greater? I'm so excited about Maya going to Texas, doing something right out of the ordinary, just breaking free. Parents drives them crazy, you know? But as a young person, just saying, you know what? I don't want the status quo. I don't want to just work at McDonald's. There's nothing wrong with working at McDonald's. There is eating there. No. No, I actually enjoy McDonald's. I really do. And I love all my friends that work at McDonald's and own McDonald's. God bless you. God bless you. I believe it's the great, greatest training place for young people. Great to work with teams. And, but thank God we have young people that are willing to say, you know what? I'm not willing to just, just do what everybody else is doing. I want to do something so different that I'm going to be transformed by doing it. In order to become someone you've always wanted to be, you have to do something you've never done before. And so I commend you, Maya. God bless you as you walk to Tyler, Texas. Amen. <laughs> With your dad in tow. <laughs> but Joseph went from the pit to the palace. He had a promise that was going to be fulfilled in his life. And uh, he continued to keep his heart right to believe God for the promise that God had given him, no matter what. 
I think he's probably one of the better examples in the Bible of a person who had his dream stepped on so harshly so many times. And I'll tell you what, the prophetic dream that God has given you for your life will be opposed by every force in hell to not be fulfilled. We've experienced that. Amen? Many times in ministry, when you know that God has spoken something specifically to you, and you step out in it, and then the gates of hell seem to come against you. And you wonder if you made the right decision. Amen? But hold true to the word that God has given you and see what God will do as Joseph did. And some of you may be in the pit right now. You may be in that prison right now. And I don't doubt that at all. I don't care how old you are, young or old. There's pits and there's prisons that the enemy wants to put us in to hold us there from the prophetic dream that God has given us. Amen? But don't stay there. Be so some of you may be in the pit before your promise and you are about to experience a suddenly of God. And when we leave here today, we are going to trust the Lord that God is going to touch each one of our hearts for the, that very dream that he's placed within your heart, Peter, that you haven't seen come fulfilled yet. God can do it. He can do it for this whole congregation. Every one of us in the balcony as well. Amen. An unbroken person can't be used yet by God to the degree that he would like to use us. An unbroken person. That's interesting. Our human will is very strong and must be broken. We have a little three-year-old that lives next door to us. She has a very strong will. Her name was Arabelle. And her little sister, her two-year-old sister, is Charlotte. And she has a very, very strong will. Amen? These kids are awesome. We, we go out on our driveway and they run over and hug our leg, you know. And, of course, I give them popsicles and anything else they want. But uh, you have to be careful when you're handing out candy to all the neighbor kids. Uh, but uh, I've got bags and all kinds of things for the kids. But, boy, those kids have a strong will. But you know why they have a strong will? It's because God's going to use them very strongly one day. But he has to get that will turned around to be in line with his. And that's very hard for some of us because we have strong wills. Thank God that God gave us a will. Amen? And he wants to shape and he wants to mold and direct that will. And there's a process that has to take place before that can happen. Amen? And so we need to be brought into submission. I love that word submission. Ladies, don't you like that in the Bible says, submit to your husbands. I love that verse. Jan ever rises up again. I just submit to me, woman. You know I don't do that. She may be small, but she's mighty. <laughs> but I love that word submission. Just break it up. Submission. Uh, sub means coming under. It's not under the foot. It means coming under what? Coming under the mission of the one who you partner with. Every wife is to come under the mission that God has called you to together. 
It's not a, it's not a, it's not a, a, a depleting thing. It's an empowering thing. And the sooner that a wife realizes that God has called her to submission with her husband, the sooner God can start working through them. Amen? But what about submission to God? What about coming under His mission? Amen? And that's what God is asking for. Do you know that Jesus, even Jesus, three times, He asked the Father if the will could be changed. He says, Father, if there's any other way. And then he says, nevertheless, not my will, but thy will be done. Do you realize that Jesus himself, that his will needed to submit to the Father's will? Could it be any different for us? Of course not. If Jesus had to, we must. And so every one of us are in that process, that breaking process where God is breaking our will so that our will will align with His. Does anybody enjoy that process? Amen. The only other alternative is to be a rebel. To be a rebel of God. And many of us were rebels. Maybe some of us still are. But God wants to break the will that is against His will. Amen. And that's the process. So the process is this. It says that Jesus took us what, where did he take us from? He took us out of our mess, the mess of our life. Amen? Out of the lost and found boxes of the world. He took us out of those places. Aren't you glad? Salvation isn't good, bad people becoming good people. Salvation is dead people being made alive. Dead people being made alive. And so Jesus took us, first of all. Notice, he was the one that initiated it. He was the one. He took us. He took us. Secondly, he blessed us. I love this part. This is the honeymoon stage of your Christianity. This is when everything is wonderful. Woo! Jesus loves me. This I know for the Bible. Tells me so. I'm wonderful. It's so wonderful to be a Christian. Woo! Yeah. Tiptoe through the tulips. Who was that guy? Amen. Yeah, that's the way our Christianity started out. That's like the honeymoon stage. And Jesus will just let you play and frolic and have a good time during that time. Some of you are still in that stage. I met a young lady right there who got, uh, Kaylee got uh, baptized last Sunday. She's still in that honeymoon stage. God bless you. Enjoy it. Yes, enjoy your honeymoon stage as long as you can. But there was a third part of the process. Jesus broke us. Jesus broke us. And you know, if anybody was ever to break me, I'd want it to be him. Because I know he's doing it for a reason. For a higher purpose. Amen? And what he does is he removes the I from me. And he replaces it with him. Amen? And this is a process that we must go through in order for God to fulfill the prophetic purpose that he has called our life to. Amen. I remember uh, years ago, um, Lester Summerall, he was a missionary in the Philippines for many years. And uh, I think he was even in his 80s. And uh, the Lord blessed him with a different ministry. And, uh, and he asked the Lord, he said, why did you wait till I was in an old man before you? Let me do what I'm doing right now. 
And he felt the Lord say to him, he says, because only now I can trust you. You know, Moses was 80 before God could trust him. See, it's a matter of trust. It's not about a matter of can we trust God. It's a matter of can God trust you with the things that he wants to give you. Amen. And so that breaking process that takes place that God wants to use in our lives to build something precious, he breaks us to make us. Jesus said in Matthew 4.19, follow me and I will make you. I will make you. And that's critical. And he's breaking us to use us. One is always too small to be great, we know that. And so God wants to multiply our lives through that breaking process. How many of you would say you're in that breaking process right now? Some of you that are honest enough to say that, the breaking process. Keep loving Jesus through that time. Keep shouting hallelujah. Amen. Keep waking up every morning. Don't matter what you feel. Just say, Lord, I love you and worship you. Praise him. Amen. As you're going through that stage, yielding your will, yielding yourself to him daily. Amen. It's such a critical time. And in the third part, Jesus gave us. The whole process is for this purpose, is that he wants to give us. He wants to give us away. Amen? That's his nature, giving. For God so loved that what did he do? He gave his only begotten son. Amen? Love isn't real until it is given away. You can say you love somebody till the cows come home, but until you're willing to do something about it, your love means nothing. Keep it to yourself. Amen? It's so critical. You know, my neighbor was really badly hurt in a boat accident on the Wapiti. That bone sticking out of his legs and everywhere. He's just a mess. And, um, and so I felt one day to take some water over to their house. I just found out about it. And, and, um, and then I started mowing his lawn. I think I've mowed it three times now. But uh, God is just opening up a door. Love isn't love until you do something. Don't tell your wife you love her if you won't pick up after yourself when you come in the house. You don't love her. Amen? Derek, this could be an area that you could maybe improve on. <laughs> I don't know why I always pick on Derek. It's just so natural. <laughs> we might have to pray for him after this fast as Charlotte. <laughs> yeah, God's working on Derek. That's right. But you've got you to gotta do something with love. Reach past ourselves. Giving to our assignment. Amen? So number one, he took us. Number two, he blessed us. Number three, broke, broke us. And number four, he gave us. He gave us. God's Amen? Breaks us in preparation to give us away and to multiply us. Isn't that awesome? Be fruitful. Genesis 1.28, be fruitful, multiply, fill the earth, subdue it, and have dominion. Wow! We were born to reproduce. Physically, obviously, have babies. But also in other ways, God is using us to touch many, many lives for himself. And God loves everyone, but he doesn't trust everyone. You have to work on that one. That word trustworthy is an interesting word. It means you have to be worthy of trust. 
In a marriage where trust has been broken, you don't just automatically trust again. You have to become trustworthy again. And God works with us the same way. When we have, been, when we have broken trust over and over and over and over again, and there's not one scripture in the Bible that says that we are supposed to trust anybody. In fact, it says if you put your trust in the arm of the flesh or in your own heart, that you're cursed. Trust is a huge thing with God. A huge thing with God. And he's trying to bring us all to the place where he can trust us with the things that he still desires to give us. What can you be trusted with? What can I be trusted with? Somebody said this once. They said, if what you're given changes who you are, it's because you didn't know who you were in the first place. If what God blesses you with changes you for the negative, it's because you didn't know who you were in the first place. People say, God, give me a million dollars. I'll tithe 10% of it, and you won't even tithe off the hundred you have now. Why should God trust you? There again is the covenant. Our relationship with God is based on covenant. That's why the tithe is so critical, because the tithe is tied to God trusting me and building trust in me because he can trust me with my tithe. My money doesn't have me. I have it. And I use it as I see fit and directed by God. Amen? Jesus said that there's only two things in the world that people worship, mammon and God. So finances are one of the greatest things that God wants us to learn to be able to trust us with. And you know what happens when you tithe? I wasn't planning on talking about tithe, but this is important. What God is teaching us with the tithe is he knows once and for all that he has our heart. If God doesn't have your tithe, he doesn't have your heart. And this could be a major hurdle for some of you here this morning because you haven't been faithful with the Lord yet with your tithe. And you're wondering why your life is going nowhere. It could be because God is waiting for you to make covenant with him with your tithe. Amen? So I just throw that in free this morning. I might even made somebody angry by saying that this morning. But you know what? If you get angry when people talk about the tithe, it's because you're not a tither. Tithers love to hear messages on tithing. Amen? We love it because we're blessed. And you know, I was reminded the other day. I said, Lord, why am I so blessed? He said, because you're a covenant person. You've made a covenant with me with your tithe. Oh, that's good to know in a time of, pest, of, of, what do they call this thing? A pestilence or pandemic, I mean. <laughs> Amen? So God loves everyone, but he doesn't trust everyone. Trustworthy, worthy of trust. God wants us to become worthy of trust. He wanted Joseph to become worthy of trust. Joseph was broken before God could use him. John 12, 24, unless a grain of... Grain falls in the ground and dies. It remains what? Alone. It remains alone. God doesn't want our life just to be left alone. He wants it to expand and multiply. To subdue the earth and have dominion. Amen? And that's what happens when we fully give our lives to him. And Kaylee, you got baptized last week. Baptism is a symbol of death, of your death. 
When you go under the water, you die there to yourself. And when you come up, you come up in the resurrection life of Jesus. So you're living there right now. Amen. The Christian life is a life of death and resurrection. Paul said that in, his, in Philippians. He says that I might know him in the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering. That I might know him in the high place and in the low place. I don't need everything going my way to worship and serve God. Amen. And that's so important. God's bringing us all to that place. When Joseph suddenly came from the pit to the palace, he was trusted with a nation and nations. He became the prime minister in one day. That's incredible. And not only that, his destiny being fulfilled through his obedience touched all of his family and saved Israel. His family. Here's the thing about our obedience. Here's the thing about us being broken by the Lord. When we are, it doesn't, it's not just about us anymore. It's about our children. It's about our families. It's about our loved ones. It's about our cities. It's about our nation. That God is trying to get through us. And if God can get through us, He can get to us. But some of us aren't broken enough yet to be gotten through yet. And so the process that you're in right now is surrender. If somebody stuck a gun in your back, you would just automatically put your hands in the air. Or if you were Derek Casey, you'd drop kick them. Amen? So let's just willingly surrender before we, before we even start. Let's just say, God, I give up. I surrender. I surrender to you, Lord, whatever you want for me. I'll do it. I'll give it. I'll say it. Whatever. When you and I finally come to that place, that's when God can start using you like never before. That you're not serving God on your terms, but you're serving God on His terms. And watch what God will do. Amen? He can transform a nation through a man or woman who is broken like that. Amen? And I believe this church... That God is preparing for greater things than you even know or understand. That God is looking for a church that is fully submitted and surrendered to Him. Amen. That is so critical. So, so what is still in you that God wants to finally come suddenly to fulfill? Everyone has a God-given dream and a prophetic promise in their hearts that God wants to fulfill still. And I want to encourage you in this. Celebrate your breaking. Celebrate your breaking. And watch what God will do. 1 Thessalonians 5.18 says, In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus. We don't just thank God when things are going our way. We thank Him when things are going completely contrary. That is the greatest act of faith. Anybody can shout hallelujah when everything is going your way. But who can do it when everything's going the opposite direction? Dave? Huh? That's what God is looking for. A sacrifice of praise. Something that is costing us something. And isn't free. David wouldn't even drink from the cup that was brought to him. Where it cost him nothing. He poured it on the ground. He said, I want nothing to do with it. It's not even acceptable to my father. And so what are we willing to share? What are we willing to give up 
for the Lord in this hour because it will require, be required of each one of us. Celebrate your breaking. That's a great message, Pastor Charlotte. <laughs> I like preaching happy, happy messages, actually. I like telling lots of jokes and, and having a good time. But you know, there's times in our lives, and I've been sitting in more messages lately that I just feel to totally convicted. And I've served the Lord for 42 years. There's some tough messages out there right now. Really tough messages. And God is speaking to his children. He's going deeper than he's ever gone before. And I know many of you feel that. He's going deeper. He's digging up a lot of stuff. And he's going deeper in each and every one of us. And it's for a purpose. He's preparing us for a suddenly that will blow our mind. But he wants us to be ready for it. Amen. So we can never rise higher than the last confession of ourselves. If you feel you're a loser, then you probably will be the rest of your life. If you don't believe in yourself, nobody else will. Stop apologizing for who God made you and start thanking him and see what God will do. Amen. Our confession of faith based on God's word is powerful and transformational. And God's word in, in your mouth will produce what God's word in his mouth produces. We need to see that in this hour. Suddenly God will come to his temple. And we are his temple in this last day. He's coming. I encourage you this morning. Love the process and the journey. Because it's teaching us who Jesus is. It's teaching us who Jesus is. Amen. I'm going to have the praise and worship team just come. Amen. Thank you. Wow. I want to pray a prayer. If you are at the first stage, you would say that you are just at the place where God has just taken you. Maybe you just got born again just recently. Just put up your hand. Just born again recently. Amen. God's took you out of your mess, out of your pit. Amen. Yeah, there's a lot of you there. Maybe you're at the second stage. Maybe you've been taken from your pit. And maybe right now, God is just blessing you. It just seems like everything you touch is blessed. Is that you? Let's see some of you here too. No? There's not many of those ones. Oh, there's one up there. God bless you. Maybe you need to come down here. We'll all touch you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're all blessed. And then there's that third part after God has blessed us, after the honeymoon. He says, okay, I've got some serious business I want to do with you. I'm getting you ready for something so great, so incredible. I have to know that I can trust you with it. That's that breaking stage where he breaks us, where it just seems like, God, where are you? Why, why am I going through this time in my life? I thought Christianity was just all fun and games. You found out it isn't. And yet, there's joy in the journey and not just in the destination. How many would say that they're just in that breaking process right now? God is breaking some stuff off. I see even more hands in that breaking process. And then the third stage is that giving away stage. You've gotten through that process of breaking. 
And God is getting you prepared to give and to, to give you away. And that could be serving in this church. That could be serving uh, in another nation. It could be serving in government. It could be serving in a business. It could be serving anywhere. But God is determined to give you away and to multiply who you are many times over. Amen. Who's in that process right now of being given away? See those hands. God bless you. Yeah, you're being given away. Amen. Amen. So just put your hands on your your hand on your heart this morning. At whatever stage you're in, in the due time, Father, I thank you for each and every person in this place. And even those who may not even feel they were any four of those. Father, I thank you that every person in this room is valuable to you. That you have a plan and a purpose for every human being. If we are breathing, you have a purpose for us. And Holy Spirit, right now, I believe that in obedience and releasing this message today, that you are here to do something deeper in each and every one of our hearts. Whether we are at the took stage, whether we are at the blessed, the broken, or the given. Holy Spirit, Touch each person at a deeper level, each one of us. Give us courage to move past the stage we're at. Help us in the due time. Lord, we thank you that we can believe for suddenlies, that we can speak those things that are not as though they are. Because you are God and that you honor our faith. Help us to remain faithful through anything and everything that we're facing right now. Whether it's financial, marital, ministry-wise, business-wise, whatever it might be. God, help each one of us to be faithful and trustworthy in what you have entrusted to us. And Lord, we thank you. I thank you, Lord, for the preparation process that you are doing in each and every one of our lives only for the reason of expansion and growth and multiplication and subduing in Jesus' precious name. I thank you for a church that's on fire, a church that's intentional, a church where every person is serving at their place praising God and thanking you, Lord, regardless of what we're in right now. We thank you that there's greater things coming, that you saved the best for last, Lord, and we thank you for doing that. Bless each and every person here, every person online this morning that is trusting you, the dream, the prophetic dream, and the prophetic word that they have been given, that, Lord, it's on its way. And we give you the praise and glory for it, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. If you're here this morning, if you've never accepted Jesus as your Savior, or if you maybe did at one point in your life, but you know you're not walking with Him now, and you'd like to rededicate your life to the Lord, just put your hand up right now. I want to pray with you. Anybody here, I see that hand. God bless you, sister. 
Somebody else, anybody up in the balcony? Is that a hand? I see a hand there. God bless you. Anybody else? Don't want to leave church today not knowing. That would be the most dangerous thing that you could do. Amen. Anyone else? I want to receive Christ this morning. I want to rededicate my life to Him. I see that hand. God bless you. Amen. So let's just pray with these that have put up their hands. Let's all pray this prayer together. Say, Heavenly Father, I thank you today for your goodness and love. I thank you for sending your only son, Jesus, to die in my place, to give his life away so that I could have my life, to become sin for me so that I might become the righteousness of God in, in Christ Jesus. Father, I confess and admit my sin to you today. And I ask you to forgive me of all my sins, past, present, and future. I invite you, Jesus, to come into my life and transform my life today. Make me a child of God. I thank you for doing it, and I give you the praise. I renounce the work of the devil in my life, and I invite the Holy Spirit to fill me today to overflowing. Give me a desire for your word. Give me a desire to share what I have with others and to share Jesus with the lost from this day forward. Lord, here I am. I am yours. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Thanks again for listening to this message from Victory Church Grand Prairie. You can stay connected with us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube by using at VictoryChurchGP. If you have any questions, would like to access our online resources, or would like to sow into this ministry, you can visit us at www.VictoryGP.com. You can also text to give. Just text 587-207-4387 and follow the prompting. Thanks again for joining us at Victory GP. Reach. Teach. Mobilize.